Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 61 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I am your host, Christian Piles, joined again, because we didn't go nowhere, by Willie Saylor and Brock Height, because we're going back-to-back, like I'm on the cover of Lethal Weapon, back-to-back, <laughs> like Jordan, 96-97. Are you guys picking up my reference here? We are. Are you Moving down with from episode I, 60 to 61, giving Joey McKenna one more kilogram? <laughs> Is that too cold? That's good. We love you, Joe. That was a good one. Yeah, so we're going back to back. We're just sitting here uh, for those of y'all that didn't get the message because, um, well, a couple of reasons. First of all, you may be wondering this is Flow Wrestling Radio Live, and this uh, these are not airing live. And you'll be like, well, what's up? Why, why are you doing that? Well, a couple of reasons. One, um, on Saturdays in August, most people, not Willie Brock or myself, but most people have lives and do things with, with other people like friends and family, but we are not those people, but it's kind of like, um, you know, if, if a tree falls in the forest, is that applicable? I mean, no one would listen to it. So we're going to be strategic here and we're going to record too. And we're going to release them during times when people will listen to them. The most people. Because you know what? This is is as good as it gets. And this is important content. And we want to maximize uh, our time. So that's what we're doing. Well, the real reason, though, right, is... Oh, yeah, the real reason. Go ahead, Willie. Uh, I'm going to Bosnia for Cadet World. So we can't do it live Tuesday, Thursday, or Monday, Wednesday, like we typically do. So instead of going going, going a week without a show, um, we'll just... Tape delay them. Yeah, ex- exactly. And we have, uh, you know, I, I just got back from Colorado yesterday. Willie's been in Brazil. I couldn't do radio from there. It was it was a whole thing. And believe me, we heard, I've heard your cries, people. I mean, between my Twitter and every Periscope I did, someone was like, stop and go do FRL. Like, we, I really wanted to, guys. We wanted to, but it just didn't work out. So, but but that's a compliment. And we're, we're thankful that... Um, you feel they feel that way, but we hope you accept this won't be technically live, though we are Flow Wrestling Radio Live. So, Willie, yes, let's talk wrestling stuff. Chris wrestling Paul. stuff. We 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 went pretty much all in on Junior Worlds last episode. Yeah, and we we discussed uh, almost everything under the sun. We were planning on going into criteria. It didn't come up because 
Um, well, we, we just ran into an hour. Um, so we, we, we pushed it over to this show. Um, and Criteria was, was blowing up on Twitter. Um, trigger fingers turned to Twitter fingers, as it were. And we, it, it, was, it was dividing a nation. And I want, and Willie, I feel like uh, you're going to irritate me on this. But I, I think Criteria uh, is, is terrible. And I think it's a terrible way to decide a match. And I don't understand why we're accepting that someone gets seven. That's more than another person that gets seven. I mean, to me, it's to me, it's cut and dry. I, I have no wiggle room on this. I think it's um, I'm completely fine with it. And matter of fact, I'm not completely fine with it. I'm not like I'm not like, um, yeah, you know what? That kind of works. I'm like that is the best situation. Uh what what is the best? How do you explain to a wrestling fan? Oh, I'm tired of that. How do you explain to the wrestling fan? It's on the scoreboard and it's underlined. Why? How? In what world is seven more than seven? Seven um, is right. seven. How about this? Would this make you feel better? It, because it's 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 nominal. It, like it's. I mean, it's. How about this? The match ends seven seven. The person who has criteria gets a bonus point for having criteria. The final score is eight seven. Does that make you sleep better? At no, night? no, absolutely not. What did you do Wh- to earn that extra Wh- point? Why? Who decided that scoring first? Who decided scoring first is not as good as scoring last? Who decided that a dollar bill was better than four quarters? I mean, what? And that's a, that's a Kill Sanderson line. Um, but what? Why? Why is this better than that? Why is one four better than two takedowns? I take a shot and you expose me for four. I take a shot, take you down, take a shot, take you down. You're better. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because it incites urgency. Mm-hmm. It incites urgency. You know what does not provide a, a, an atmosphere for urgency? Overtime. There's um, nothing. You, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. When the score is. When regulation ends and the match is going to be over, you have to do something. You have to score a point. You have to defend from being scored upon. Um, and that is never going to change. If you, add another, if you add another overtime period, you're just delaying the inevitable. You're delaying the time in which things are going to be urgent and final. You've been hanging around you're, you're just, Foley I mean, too much. You're just repackaging something. All right. All right, Willie Foley. Um uh, Brock, you what might did you just call me Willie Foley. It, uh, listen, you you go to these the, all these world competitions now. You, you and him spewing the same rhetoric. I don't accept it. I don't I, accept it. Okay, that's that's a really easy, first of all, me and Tr Foley have been known to be mortal enemies. I know that, which which actually makes right? this actually like, more more genuine. No, we're not. Look, I was that was a joke. We have me and Mr. Foley have kissed and made up, and we have a very good relationship but i don't think that anyone would ever accuse me of trying to push his agenda that's ridiculous i know instead of that's an easy cop-out that's an easy cop-out the 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 more um legitimate response would be tell me what i said that's just wrong that i just said what's wrong about it the idea that all right i listen i am not going to disagree with your point about it creating urgency, okay? Um, but that's not a reason to to implement a rule that that determines that someone has done more when they haven't. I mean, that's sure ridiculous. They have. No, they, they haven't. Have. 
Sure they have. But by what measurement? They've scored the same amount of points. Um, well, let's see. They could have scored a higher amplitude. They could have scored last. Why is they could have had less caution. Why is last more important than first? Tell me what what that proves. The last score. How does that you prove? Guys, you guys are really this whole planet that once um that once. No, Some, don't 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 deflect. Why is scoring I'm not, last? I'm coming, I'm coming with a I'm coming hard with a point here. I'm coming hard with a point here. You guys lack the creativity. Oh, here we go. Of thought. Oh my to gosh. realize what would happen if this was implemented. And if it was implemented, then a bunch of armchair quarterbacks across the country would be like, well, this isn't exactly right. No kidding. Because it was right when it was to begin with, when it was when it was criteria. And this is what would happen if you had some kind of overtime. You'd have pat guys playing patty cake. The tournament would run super duper long. Um, it wouldn't. It, yeah, it would be no. There would be considerable less action. Does anybody remember the three period era? Who liked that? Does anybody remember the ball draw era? Does anybody like that? So now you want to go to this system where there's an overtime and there's nothing really on the line because if nobody scores, it's going to another overtime. Or, or we could keep it the same, and somebody has got to do something right now. And I, I was totally on board with Christian for a long time on this. Oh gosh, I, I, I don't, I don't understand. If you said to me, okay, you've got to score a, a four-point maneuver against this guy, or you've got to take him down twice, I'm not sure which is harder to do. So I'm not necessarily on board with the criteria being correct. But I, I'm liking it more and more. There's one specific situation. I absolutely hate it. If it is shot clock against shot clock, yeah. you know, because you were more aggressive well, when you were behind I, and the other is, guy gets put. So it's 1-1. One, one, both is, have shot clock violations. That cannot that is, go to criteria with the last score. That is uh, a definite concern. And a part of that. What's, in the, what's the difference? What's why, that? Why is that? What's the difference? It creates urgency. I mean, why, why is why all why is that a, a settling point? Why is that an, an area where I mean, you acknowledge and not anywhere else? Okay, so my to me in that situation, I throw my hands up and I kind of say, "Well, too freaking bad. You couldn't score a takedown in, in six minutes." Same for the other guy. It's the same thing. So you reward the guy for not scoring a takedown six minutes. Also, one guy's penalized. Yeah, there's one no guy's difference. Oh. You can't um, just say, "Oh, too bad. You lost." Well. Why does that not apply to the other guy? Why does he not get it too bad for not doing jack? What? Uh, neither guy. Neither, neither guy. Listen, at but that one's point, one's gonna win. In those situations, I uh, know. I'm guys. I'm agreeing with you. I don't know what you're. I don't know where you're going here. My point is, what's the difference? You. I'm agreeing with you that those situations stink. Okay. I'm agreeing with you when the score is one-one and both shot clock. We're both shot clock violations. I, I agree hundred percent. Those situations really stink. Uh, however, uh, uh, and there's a lot of gamesmanship involved there too, because um, in, in which case you you want to be passive in the first period because <laughs> it I, rewards the guy that's passive last. Right at the World first, Cup. Um, right? So um, I agree with you. That, that is the one situation. Brock said, this is the one situation. I'm on board with criteria except for this one situation. And I'm saying I agree with you. With the How do you fix it? With the caveat. I don't know how you fix it, but I, I don't know how you fix it. Right? 
I'm a genius, but sometimes I don't have all the answers. Not every single answer. But uh, I will say this. 1-1, one, one, shot clock, shot clock. Both guys left it in the, in the hands of the official. So too bad. There are, but there's going to be a winner. I run through a number of guys that I'm going to have a hard time taking them down in six minutes. I'm going to have a hard time scoring against them. You left in the ref's hands. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You didn't score a point. What if I scored 10 points? I had five takedowns. Then Why, then why do I lose? That situation. Huh? Okay, why can't we talk about that? Complete, we are talking about shot clock, shot clock. Okay, we already know that's terrible. I have converted Brock into the era of uh, into into criteria. That's that's you, a, that's so depressing. And I'm not fully converted. I'm I'm He's okay converted. with it. I'm okay with whatever. You either you're the winners or you're against us, height. You guys, you are an em, you're an seven, enemy. When the score is seven seven, the score is not seven seven. When when the score is seven seven, the score is not tied. I don't know why you guys are getting hung up on the symbol. Okay. Of the seven. Why don't you understand? They have both now, accomplished an equal amount three, of points. Seven. Okay? So the, it is equal. All right? And just because there's some archaic, arbitrary, I should say, uh, okay. set of it's criteria. Legitimate. It's huh? very legitimate. No. There's nothing that says uh, the last score is better or the biggest score is better. It, yeah. Yeah. Yes. No. Yep. Numerically, that does that. not make it's sense. WW rulebook. Huh? There is something that says that. Just because you don't want to accept it. But why do we determine that last was better? And I can see why both do we, sides of the argument. Why because... do we agree in college wrestling when one guy has, over ultimate tiebreak, one guy has one more second of riding time? Because that's measurable. There's one more second. That happened. Who else is also measurable? The last freaking point. Why? But why is that given value? It is obvious that one more second because is one more first... second. There's nothing that says the because first score first is... If it was... If it was seven five and you or you know you had to get a takedown to tie and it went to the first point scored, it would be. Then you know you need two scores. Okay, now you know you need one. I mean, you know the rules. You act like it's a mystery. No, I'm not acting like no one knows. I'm not acting like it's a mystery. I'm acting like it, this is about determining the bet. The this is all about. Let's determine who the better wrestler is. That's what I want. I want fair measurement of the work done in the match and fair scoring. This is not, it's not happening when you can lose eight to eight because he got a fluke four off of your shot. Um, oh, whoa, you're going way crazy. These fluke fours and stuff. I mean, you're talking about action that happened. You're talking about things that happen. Let's about we, well, whatever. We, okay. Fluke four, not fluke four. I could continue in a match, and you could call it a fluke all you want. If somebody's getting your hand. I mean, I scored points on that. There's right? no, there's no, and I've asked, I've asked, and asked, and asked, and you've dodged around it. What, what makes getting a four better than two takedowns? What? Tell me. What? What athletic value? What? By what measurement is it better? But I mean, in, in the sport of wrestling, why is it better? Well, one, it's more difficult. I'm not sure I necessarily yeah. agree. I've got to take uh, you down twice. Take it, take someone down that. twice is easier than getting four step outs. Or, no, I, I completely disagree. Mm, I don't know. And why? who cares if it I – mean, what if it – I mean, maybe it is – it doesn't happen as often. But that doesn't I mean – I don't know. A 10-yard pass is a first down. But is I, it twice it, has happened? I mean, it happened twice. Maybe is one takedown – it's compared to a four, well, right, but I did it twice. I had two takedowns. But he, you're going football route. 
a hundred yard kickoff return is worth this, you know, for a touchdown is the same as if you, you go down four yard run, four yard run, four yard run. That's not the it's issue. The same value. You know, uh, uh, you know, seven field goals is equal to three touchdowns. That's the, you know, that's what's equal. That's what, <laughs> that's the same amount of points. I kick seven field goals. You score, um, three touchdowns and kicked extra point. We have the same amount of points. I'm not winning because I scored touchdowns. Okay, yeah, that's okay. crazy talk. I mean, I mean, it's like, oh, I hit more three pointers, so I win. You can, I mean, you can't accept that it's eight eight. There's twelve seconds left. The wrestlers both know who's winning. They both know who what, what they have to do. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge all that. You can't you can't accept that as with with what fair process? No, because there's <laughs> nothing that is actually rooted in what makes these guys better. What makes someone better? Yeah, that's the point that you're not making. Why is... Well, I'll tell you what makes them better. What makes them better because you know somebody's win. You know who's winning. You know what you have to do. If you're truly better, you will beat the guy. Why? Why, Why is that true for me and not him? Or vice versa? I mean... What, what's I mean, the it difference? is. It's true for both of us. We both step out there the same way. We know the same rules. We know we know what we have to do. I mean, I, I don't get it. I don't. You're, you're, you're talking about a symbol. You're talking about a symbol. It's it, not it, the symbol. They've they've. It's a number that has value to it. Numbers have value. That they're, they're the same. Okay. So, they've done the same. So why don't techniques. you say why don't I mean you're talking about valuation? Why don't you why don't you say a four shouldn't be a four? No, I have no issue with a four being a four. I have an issue with four being more than four in wrestling. Okay, some sometimes a four is a five. Sometimes a one is a two. Um, and and it it matters how the match plays out, right? What? what it matters mean? how the match plays out. If the score is eight eight and you have a four, that four is really a five because it's holding the criteria. So okay, so sometimes my fours are five. Sometimes they're five. Sometimes. Uh, what? That's stupid. Four is, it's, it's logical. A point is worth what it is. It, the value it's given is the value it's given. Christian, if you felt the criteria was correct, would you be okay with it? If if they read the a criteria, great question. Said, okay. That's a great question because I'm like, okay, what makes this better? But if if they made it first score, um, I don't. I'm gonna break some news to you right now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I don't break know what some the news to you. Oh, go for it. Walter Cronkite. That, that you're just going to have to accept. They will never, ever, ever go to overtime. Okay. I know that. All right. I know that. Doesn't okay. matter. So uh, you come up with a better criteria system because criteria system is all we will ever have. So you come up with a better criteria system and, and get back to me. Either that or you can accept it. And maybe look at data of the scores and what is the most difficult thing to do and and maybe adjust the criteria by the action that's happening on the mat. You know, this is a big it's a big yeah. topic. This is why this is why we're talking about it. It's all over Twitter, it's all over message boards. Um and I, I'm gonna be honest, I just don't get it, guys. I don't get it. I'm completely I think it's great. I think it's great. I think it builds drama at the end of matches. Um and I think the correct. I right. Think I mean, correct, if you know, I if, think the correct wrestler gets his hand raised. If the coach, I mean, if the coaches okay, had flaming, hey, if I mean, if the coaches had flaming spears in the corner, that's entertaining and dramatic. It doesn't mean it's good. I mean, just because it creates drama, 
doesn't oh well it's dramatic okay, that's and entertaining a, that's, a, that's a great statement can you can you cite anybody that's really upset about this who's upset well, about it but i, I want to go uh, back you said the united states the, of america wrestler didn't get his hand raised i think aaron pico uh was much more dominant in, absolutely in scoring techniques in his semi absolutely he gets kicked back pushed out with one second left to tie the match because he, he got, got a fluky run. kickback for four give me a break give me a break <laughs> I mean, why don't you just say we want Aaron Pico to win so he should have? No, I've been complaining about this five ever. Are you kidding me? I you can, I've been talking about this so for since. Don't get pushed out with one second left. Oh, give me a. Nobody to, wanted Aaron Pico to win more than me. Yeah, say I, I disagree. Fair. I disagree with that. I'm not saying it wasn't fair. I'm saying that I thought that Pico showed that he was the superior wrestler with the techniques. One hundred percent. Really? One hundred percent. Because he didn't score one point in the, in the final three minutes. Except he didn't he score did. one point. Yes, he did. He did not score one point in the second period. Yes, he did. It, it was six four. He lost seven seven. He scored a point, Willie. Okay, he scored a point. Yes, he did. Um, Get pushed down. This, I mean, I, I'm not coming down. I'm not coming down on Aaron Pico. You're what coming I'm down saying, on Aaron Pico. What I'm saying is you're attacking we, the state of California. Those, those points don't. I I thought I tweeted. I'm on record. I tweeted that I would take Aaron Pico in a rematch mm. every day of the week. Aaron Pico was a better wrestler. Oh, huh. Interesting. But he didn't... I mean, you're going to tell me he deserved to win? Yeah. So, okay. Let's 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 say it out loud. Hold on, hold on. Let's say it out loud. Willie Sayer believes that he is the better wrestler. He scored the identical amount of points, and he lost. Interesting. But but criteria is this infallible system that is, that is great for wrestling. You just acknowledged that the better guy lost. He scored the exact same amount of points. Better guy, better guy doesn't matter. That's subjective. Uh, you're, I mean, why are you taking him every other time? Because he felt he was better. Yeah. And, and he, he scored it, the exact amount of points, but I, if, but you're cool with this. Okay. All right. I don't think that he should have won the match. He gave up a point when he knew he didn't have. He couldn't. Listen, the next Republican debate, we need to get this. We need to get Trump on the record. Because I I I think this <laughs> yeah. this could. Uh, this could decide um, some key uh, battleground states. This is important. Uh, I, I'm really disappointed in both of you, though, in, in all seriousness. I really am. And I thought I, uh, I thought height was coming on here. I am really, really, I'm really happy on so many fronts. I, I love criteria. Um, I love the way matches end. I love the way it's decided. I think it's as fair as it possibly can be um, under the circumstances. And I'm super happy that I have converted Brock Height, who is How disgusting. Um, very opinionated, very knowledgeable. Should be ashamed and of And for him to be converted uh, to the land of criteria um, just makes my heart glow. Yeah, what flavor is that Kool-Aid, Brock? All right, let's move on. I'm not sure I'm fully on board. I oh, said, come on. You're, it's only a matter of time. By the I'm time Worlds comes around, you're going to have a Criteria Rules t-shirt. Wearing it around. All right. Hey, let's talk uh, a little. I am going to have that asterisk on the back, though, about the uh, push-outs. No, or, I'm sorry, the shot clock violations. Let's talk a little bit about, um, let's move over to college stuff. Next topic. Um, let's let's go, I mean, Penn State, um, apparently they're good at recruiting wrestlers to go to their school. They got, uh, we never got to talk about it, Willie, because you were gone. But Cortez leaves, uh, and then Soriano 
uh, verbals to Penn State. So they get two. And we never got to talk about this at, at this time. Um, but at the time, when, when Cortez signed, it was like, ooh, what does this mean for Lee Suriano? What is, um, you know, how does this impact that? Maybe this means Suriano won't go there. And we were like, no, that's that's not going to matter. I think you might tweet that, or I know I, I think I did. And sure enough, Soriano verbals. What is? Was it even a week later? It was the day after Spencer won. So whatever day that was. Yeah. Um, um, what was? I wonder if Kale was in Brazil for both of those. Um. Maybe not. I don't think so. He certainly was for for the Soriano. Soriano. Yeah. But um. So with them getting, I mean, they. The fact is, they really needed these these guys they don't have an option uh, up until this point they did not have a a real heir apparent to nico megalutis after this year they no, were, i mean I it, it was so interesting to, to see uh penn state really have their backs against the wall for one albeit one way it was kind of weird I they've have... managed their lineup perfectly i yeah you know when you watch their timeline of guys they had conaway and they they've done everything perfectly that you can't have money tied up there you've got to sit and wait and sitting and waiting meant they need to get their guy 1201 the first day they can talk to Suriano they're at his house yeah and that was that was smart on them and that was a cool little tidbit that came out and you know what not only did they get a really good guy but they're getting someone that I say that this guy can go day one you're not gonna be this guy can wrestle he can handle the physicality he can yeah fight think- with these guys and I think that's a big part of it too. He's not a, a project. Mm-hmm. And and I think with Suriano, what you get is, um, I think he, I think he's a guaranteed guy. Guaranteed like, production. I don't know if he wins four national titles, but I guarantee you he's solid. He's going to be solid. He's going to be minimum in all American contention every year. I truly feel um, that way. Well, um, I think what was interesting about it too is like Brock said that they managed it perfectly, and they and they did. I mean, if you look at their at their scholarship allotment or or you know the, their depth chart, right, and eligibility chart, um, getting Soriano now is a perfect is a perfect thing. But if they didn't, or like you didn't know, like it was not a guarantee that they got him right. So um, going back last year, I thought. They really need Piccinini. I mm-hmm. thought they really needed him. Um, it turned out that they didn't. Um, but, you know, if they would have missed on Soriano, you know? They yeah. haven't missed yet at Penn State. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're going to miss on their guy that they need, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. I mean, could you say um, – I? And I'm playing devil's advocate here. Would people say maybe they they missed on the Altons? Because I would not say that, but I think others maybe would. Well, I think what uh, I think what Brock's meaning is not missed that way, but targeted and didn't land. Yes, right. They they need this guy. Okay, we measure timeline. We've got to get this guy. We've got to sign him so he fits into our plan. Mm-hmm. And they've always gotten a guy in their plan. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I think with the Altons, that's a injury. You. Mm-hmm. With being a shorter guy myself, it's debilitating, and you can't judge wrestling performance of guys that are injured. It's so difficult. Well, I think too that's a different. I think it's kind of a different topic. So, because I, I think you're talking about targeting and landing versus developing. Yeah, if they panned out. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, they, they do not. 
they they do as good a job as anybody of of getting their man and um yeah now, they, they um, did it yet again now the, now all eyes so all eyes went to Suriano after Cortez signed now everyone's like what does this mean for Spencer is this pushing towards Iowa I mean this is going viral <laughs> I think it's a good thing for Penn State there's a timeline that you can manage that you go uh Suriano two years out the gate at 25 uh with Cortez at 33 uh Suriano red shirts Cortez finishes out his eligibility Spencer red shirts on the way in then is 25 yeah and I you think can it's... manage it and I think it's a good thing that it's a great training partner you have Nico Megalutis probably staying around Nick Mini Line Wrestling Club and then you got Suriano in the room as a workout partner there I think it sets up yeah it, favor. The what you're saying, Brock, basically is that it's it's not a bad thing. It could potentially be a good thing. And another variable is Cortez very well could go up once Jimmy graduates. So he then there's an, there's so can, many different. Thing. A lot of people are talking about. Oh well, Penn State. What, what does Suriano's to Penn State mean for Spencer Lee? And um, the knee jerk reaction, I think, a logical knee jerk reaction as well. They got a 25. So uh, does that you know? Does that block a Spencer Lee or does it create a problem? Uh, does it eat up scholarship dollars? I think that the way they project is, like, perfect. Yeah. Does anybody think Suriano could possibly be a career 25? Oh, it's, possi- um, it's possible, but... It, I think it's possible, but... That's not in their long-term already, plan, you can tell. Yeah, he's already in that range, um, and there is no way that he stays that lean. He is... Well, he has like negative four percent body fat. Is he going to lift himself into the next weight class? Uh oh. Uh oh. Willie would not be. Willie is not okay with weight training. Um, <laughs> I I think. So, listen, here's saying, the thing. They they'll figure whatever they have to do. They'll do. Penn State does a great job building guys up, and Willie's going to have it rubbed in his face all year when all these guys are moving up weights and smashing people. Um, and it's going to happen when Suriano goes up. If they get Spencer Lee, he'll go up and he'll be successful because they do a good job. With guys yeah, no, moving hey, up, I am. I'm. I don't think any of us are saying that Spencer to Penn State is any sort of lock. But what we're saying is the Suriano thing doesn't uh, prevent that from being a possibility. And I, I think my gut feeling, and and I would I would spend time around Larry Lee and Spencer Lee in Brazil, but it was. And I was dying, you know, cer- certainly dying to know what way he's leaning or what his thoughts or, are or where he's, um, when the decision might come. But I didn't feel it was the time or the place to, to, to ask that. I, you know, I almost felt like, I, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm going to leave that go. And maybe we'll revisit that um, some other time. But let him enjoy his, you know, let him prepare for the wrestle after he won. Let him enjoy that. Um, I'm not going to, I didn't want to go there. So, um, in my gut, I think it's it's Iowa Penn State. Well, no certain, no order. Yeah. Last time we talked about it, you said you thought he was going to Penn State. So, I did. You're right. I did. So, are you feeling a little more Iowa momentum then? I don't. I don't know that it's. I mean, if you put a gun to my head and said, "Where, Willie, you got to make a decision. Where's Spencer Lee going to go? I would still say Penn State, but. I think that Iowa is very, very um, in the mix. I mean, it's a, it's a, that's a guess. And it's a lot of things, you know, people talk young guns guys and this and that, like Jody being an Iowa guy, 
you know, Jody sent quite a few to Penn State. He sent Megalutas. He sent Gulliban. He sent guys to Iowa now with Kemmer heading out there. Um, Young, Caleb Young going. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't. I don't, yeah, the Young people guns were angle. trying to like make things out of. Oh, he's a Young Guns guy, so he does this. But no, he, that has shown in the past to have no bearing on where these guys are. Heading. Young Guns guys go everywhere. I mean, every, yeah. it means nothing. I mean, and the, Coach Strip Matter, I don't think is pushing these guys to go any real direction. These guys, I don't know. he's not. He's not. So they're figuring it out on their own. He's not going to be pro Iowa, pro Penn State. He's these guys are figuring it out and they're going where they want to go. So that's that's an angle that that's grasping at straws for Iowa fans, really, that this is going to be some deciding thing. But that it's couldn't be further from the truth. So the po- the point we're making is, uh, I guess for Iowa fans, st- be excited. You got you're in you're in the running for Spencer Lee. We both really feel that way. But don't don't start jumping for joy with Suriano there. Um, that that makes Lee a certainty because it changed the, it probably changes absolutely nothing about that. So we'll see. And uh, we don't know when that decision is coming. It could be a year from now for all we know, because he's only going to be a junior. Yeah. I mean, I, I heard things, enough. I heard things all, all different things. Yes. It's yes. It's coming soon. No, it's not going to happen. I, and I say it on the show. I'm not, I'm not saying it to give anybody misdirection. I like, I, I say what I hear, you know? And uh, so it could be, I don't know when it's going to come. And I don't know where, which way he's leaning. What what role does the relationship with Nico Megalutis play? Like, you know, Spencer wasn't a Franklin Regional guy until two years ago, so it wasn't like he grew up with you know, Nico, Nico right? Megalutis being his idol, mm-hmm. like going to the same high school. But you know, you got to figure that there's a pretty good relationship there. What role does that play? I can't. I all right. I'll say this: the Nico relationship is. Uh, as it, in my opinion, as it would pertain to Spencer's decision, is all about the value he would bring to Spencer as a training partner. Nothing to do with the alma mater, nothing to do with the Young Guns connection, in my opinion. I think if that's a swaying factor, it's for the training aspect, in which case, I mean, you got Tony Ramos and McDonough and Clark and Gilman um, all there in the lightweight room for, for Iowa. So I think that's the only way the Nico thing comes into effect. Maybe I'm underselling the value of that relationship and maybe they're like best buds but i i don't see it being much more than that willie yeah i'm i I feel the same way i mean nico thing can't hurt um sure yeah it certainly it certainly helps it'd be great training partner i think um i think nico is committed to um and kale is committed to nico for the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club for the next, there is a, I think there is a, an agreement there for X amount of years. So he'll be there. Um, and it's a great training environment, great training partner, him and Spencer uh, and, and uh, I mean, Soriano. So um, and think about domestically. Last time we saw Nico out on the mat, it, w- it was the uh, almost takedown with Tony Ramos. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, think about that. Uh, I, was was, stu- I was stunned he, that he didn't compete. Any, uh, Nico has been right there with those guys, so that's a, it's an interesting thing too. Right. Um, we can we can transition, I guess, a little bit. Um, Coleman Scott was announced. Uh, it, it became official, and we've been saying since day one, um, it's going to go to Coleman. It's going to be Coleman's job, and it, it finally came out. Coleman's the guy. Um, and it also came out another thing we basically said was going to happen. Um, 
Coleman going up to 57. So that's been confirmed as well. Um, so really, because we're going so, down, going, going, not up, going way right. down. Uh, yeah, correct. Up, uh, not going up. Um, but, you know, the, the problem with Flow Radio, and it's so good, we kind of break the stories before they happen sometimes. So, <laughs> so we've already kind of said what we think um, uh, about it. It sounds like Coleman is going to make his, I think he's going to wrestle at the Open at 57 in the trial. So he's going to try to keep it, you know, obviously he's not going to be doing as much competing as maybe he would because, one, he's the D, he's a head coach at UNC. Two, it's he's not going to be able to make this weight multiple times. So he started, from, from what I understand, he started his, quote, descent down. He's got dietary consultation, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, two really big things. I'm, I'm personally really excited for Coleman and the job at, at 57. Uh, kind of both. I think they're both really cool stories and, and – uh, Gonna gonna be boost for the program and, and boosting our our weight class as well. And you, I I look at guys competing overseas leading up to the open and stuff. I think is important. I, I think we'll see Coleman at sixty one. But is he going to be able to get one of those trips in? You know, as he's preparing his team for the season. No, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think we'll see that. And I think with Coleman, because he's super experienced. Um, do those have value? Absolutely. But he's a guy that can, uh, you know, not go on one of those trips, and I don't think it's going to be something that really, really hurts him too bad. And in a perfect world, yeah, he would get to go on those trips and do that, but th- something's got to give. You're the head coach. Um, you're not going to be able to go on a week, two week long European tour. Well, there are, um, there are also uh, two Pan Am events in Texas mm-hmm. this cycle. So, um he, you know, he probably he won't get looks at at the uh, Eastern uh, European countries, but but if if he doesn't, you're looking at Coleman Scott at the Open in December that hasn't competed since World Team Trials in June. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's that's not terribly terribly uncommon. I don't think. I th- I mean, with the way freestyle works, some guys, you know, from trials, you don't see him again till the Open. That was true for. You know Taylor, and you know I mean it. I, I don't think that's terribly uncommon. How many guys have made it work for him taking that long of a layoff? Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you one way or the other. Um, but I th- I don't. I mean, till December, I don't think that's a huge deal. Well, it's competing. certainly going to like be. They're not wrestling. It's certainly going to be um, a tall task running a program, making the weight cut, and competing at that high level. Um, but I think it's awesome that I think it's awesome that Coleman's doing it. I think it's awesome that he has this support from his family and an administrator uh, administration. And um, you know, it's 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 crazy because it's his first year as coach, as head coach, and he's still attempting this. Um, and and it's a one year it's a one year deal, right? It's a one year deal. He has to sacrifice for one year to get him. Self to where he wants to be, um, and I applaud it all around. You got to like the foresight of the administration to see that, hey, if he makes this team, it's such a boost for our program, the exposure that we're going to be getting, that it, you know, him not being probably the best head coach over this next year. For eight months. You know, we're going to take that hit. Okay, he's not going to be able to do everything he possibly would as a coach for the first eight months, but – 
if he makes his team the exposure and what the dividends that it will pay down the line. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a point. I I feel pretty confident that that. I mean, maybe it's just good for the brand to say, "Hey, we have an Olympic hopeful as a coach." Well, um, yeah, you could look at it that you could look at it from a, a marketing perspective and a, ban, a a brand building perspective, but you could also look at it from like this perspective. Um, Coleman Scott is the guy we want. He is our guy. He's the guy we want for the long haul. Are we going to miss out on the guy we want right. because of one because of one year? Right, right, and yeah, I think that's. Ex- that's exactly right. He's their guy. Um, and he was, uh, we said this, uh, he was kind of always brought in as to be the guy eventually. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a little, this is a little earlier than probably he or the administration expected, but it, it was going to happen. And, um, you know, I love the ACC, Willie and Brock. So, you know, I'm loving this. I love all the buzz around the ACC. And also, let's keep it going. Mike Zadick, Derek St. John headed down to Virginia Tech. So more. More heat coming to my side of the country, Willie, and um, uh, and what's going to be a, a fantastic addition to the Virginia Tech coaching staff. Um, Jeremy Johnson, who was the coach, uh, one of the assistants at Virginia Tech, got a new job in Ohio, and he's going to be teaching and coaching out there. So that opened up the spot, and uh, Zadik's going to take it on, and St. John's going to come in as director of operations as well as a, a member of the – Something uh, I forget the name of their regional training center, um, like Southeast RTC or something like that. So, anyways, um, more more good buzz headed to the ACC. Yeah, um, it's like Iowa Iowa East, right? Right. You got dressed, and they have long. I didn't know this, but um, well, Moreland back in the nineties, right, right? That so th- they even had an Iowa ties from even even before brands and it well you have to think what how much did the administration believe in these guys after brands left they obviously weren't happy with that situation they they don't grant the releases but then they like the system enough that they keep going back well i don't well first of all i mean that's uh i think it's so separate um i don't think you say well this guy went to iowa too and wrestling Eh, i it's not like a, what Tom Brands did was like sinister. He, you know, t- mobility. He took his dream job, huh? Yeah, he, he took his dream job. Nobody yeah. can fault him for that. He, he took, he took, not his, just his dream job. The dream job of you know many, many, many coaches. Iowa is one of the best two or three jobs in the country. So it's not. I don't think you think of it like that. Now it ended ugly with them not granting releases. But to, in my opinion, that's Virginia Tech's issue. They're the ones that dropped the ball. They're not granting the um, the releases. So, really, they were the ones that, in my opinion, handled it crappily. And that administration's now gone. And, I mean, they hire Dresser. Um, but what, if you see what, what, what they've got going down there in Blacksburg, you you trust in him and his vision, the, the, the direction they've been going. Um, and so if he wants to bring in two more Iowa guys, I don't think they're looking at it through that brand's lens at all. Yeah, I mean, he certainly got the ship in the right direction, and um, and bringing in those guys is, is a huge move. Yeah, no doubt. And they and they all, you know, they have to have, they have to. The dresser has to have really strong administrative support, right? I mean, oh, 100%. he's making the decisions he wants to make. Um, he's building building the brand. They're letting them do 
really cool things like um, the duel in the Moss Art Center. You're right. So um, they must have a lot of a lot of um, administrative support, which is awesome. Yeah, they really do. That's a big that's a big part of it, and I think he would give a lot of credit to them for letting him do a lot of stuff uh, he wants to do and thinks important. So yeah, more good stuff for for uh, the ACC. Good buzz their way, and uh, I'm looking forward to headed down there at some point, maybe in the fall, and getting caught up with those guys, Zadik and St. John. Of course, Zadik, a longtime assistant at Iowa. He's been out in Montana the last couple of years, and um, he's back at it. And I think that's – he was always a personality as well, and I think that's, I think that's great. Um, what else? What else, Christian Piles? What else? We could go a thousand different directions here. Um, you, yeah. yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, uh, you know, speaking of Virginia Tech doing – unique things right okay yeah perfect uh i was i was staging a duel outside in yeah. Kinnick. yep and, uh, bracky and i uh, got to touch on that a, pr- a pretty good amount about both how cool it's gonna be and um it's gonna be a pretty dang good wrestling match and we we're also gonna um beg you to let us go but um i don't know if that's gonna happen you'll probably uh and Bracky joked that you were going to send yourself to it. <laughs> no, it'll be you, I think. Yeah. Does anybody know if they have anything in place that if it's really cold that day, like something under the mat to keep it heated, maybe like a, the lighting structure? Picture the Penn State duel, you know, the scaffolding and the, the lights. Yeah. Do they have like heat lamps or something that they could do it? Because if I'm competing and it's 45 degrees out, I'm not going <laughs> to be happy. Well, yeah, that... I, I think, I mean, it's going to be at 11 in the morning. It's going to be, it's going to be chilly. But I don't know what they're going to do. I haven't heard anything like that. Um, you know, I don't think there's going to be like tiki torches or anything going on. But maybe maybe they'll do something. Um, but I think they're just playing. Hey, they're going to wrestle. So Long sleeve compression gear? <laughs> uh, all, maybe, all your singlet haters, here's a great opportunity. Maybe Metcalf parlays like that Mossy Oak line. That <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be perfect. Get, get like Mossy Oak custom insulated singlets or something like that i they they're yeah i think i'm hoping it's not going to be the weather's not going to be an issue um they they would move it inside if it like rained or something but um other than that i think they're gonna roll but you know what's interesting to me too is like i think i think that kind of era like five years ago where iowa had that 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 mystique about them or that that vision of them as being very robotic uh very old-fashioned very determined and focused and 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 not fun um i i think that has gone away a lot i don't think we talk we talk about that much anymore or like not that we not that not that flow ever presented that as as what they were but um there was talk of that right amongst the community yeah yeah for sure and i think that i don't has, think it was fair no 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 and i think that has gone away um almost entirely and these these kind of things where they're creative and fun and and like a little lighter um it just only helps that continue right what do you think they draw oh i have no idea i really don't I mean, everyone. And the other thing I was talking about with some friends, 
do you put the mat in the center of the field or do you put like an end zone or like what are the logistics i'd love to know yeah, yeah. i don't know i figure uh, 30 would be amazing you beat the record by ten thousand. Uh, well the good <clears throat> the good thing is right what time's the football game the it's at night huh. it's at like seven and the match is at like 11 so uh, i see i thought that they would get I thought that they would get a good crowd that was like they're tailgating. I think the- I think people start tailgating pretty dang early. Well, and you got a perfect opportunity. You get there, you show up for the match at eleven. You've got time to go out and grab some lunch and whatever else you want to do in your tailgate, and you go back in at seven eight p.m. for the football game. You can yeah. say beer on this show, Brock. You're allowed to- <laughs> beer. That's uh. I'm not sure that's involved in Iowa tailgates. It's beer. come on it's every college tailgate probably um so yeah we're excited about that um gonna be pretty awesome um staying in the big 10 willie i know you kind of wanted to um talk about this a little bit with with uh and this is true with cortez and reyes leaving illinois everyone has been like what's going on what's going on what's the um something's going on at illinois and really, and I've, I've said a little bit of this on the last show, that Cortez can't beat Richards probably. So that's probably why he's leaving. And Reyes, whatever, it didn't work out. Do you have any insight there, Willie? Or are people just looking into this too much? Or is it kind of a where there's smoke, there's fire? I, you know, I could be wrong. But, um, and I don't have much to say on this topic. Other, other than that, there's been so much... There's been a lot of talk like, hey, what the heck's going on in Illinois? I mean, I got – there's college wrestling coaches calling me. Same here. Saying, yeah. Huh? Absolutely. College coaches asking me, what's going on? Right. The, I got the Division One head coaches calling me, hey, what's going on in Illinois? You know. Uh, and, and there's message board stuff and there's tweets and stuff. And uh, from where I sit, I think you're all overreacting. I mean – Okay, I mean, Cortez can't beat Richard, so he leaves. So somehow that gets uh, extrapolated into there's problems at Illinois. I don't buy it. I mean, now, I, again, I could be wrong, but I heard that Nico Reyes had grade issues, right? Uh-huh. And um, so I don't know that definitively. Um, but if it is true, um, then, then, then you got one guy moving out for grades. You got another guy moving out because he doesn't fit in the lineup and so how is that any indication that there's something wrong with mark perry and when they landed cortez did everybody envision him as a career 25 or did cortez go in thinking i'm going to beat richards out that's going to be my spot well i think you know you you redshirt and then um you wrestle a year or two at 25 and you eventually can move up because richards is going to graduate um, but he outgrew the weight and there it was. I, I may, maybe he did think he was going to come in and beat out Richards. For all we know, he beats Zane Richards. We have no idea. It's, it's kind of speculation, but you know, the writing on the wall is, well, you got a stud here. Can't beat him out. So you got to move. Um, so yeah, we don't know that for sure, but I doubt that he came in thinking I'm going to just beat out Richards for the one thirty three. Cause when these guys are getting pitched, you know, 
Illinois. I mean, let's face the facts. Cortez was very coveted, and they're and these coaches are basically explaining their vision for where he fits in the lineup and this and that. And there's no way Mark Perry is recruiting him, saying, "All right, we want you to come in and uh, knock out Zane Richards year one." Like that's that's not the that was not the original plan. Yeah. Especially when you have Jesse well, Delgado graduating. Right. Right. Very good points. I mean, when when you're getting when you're a a blue chip recruit, I think I don't know my maybe seventh or twelfth or something I had him when he graduated or something like that. But um, when you're a blue chip recruit and you're getting pitched by every school in the country, they're telling you how you fit in the system. They're telling you, well, this we're going to do this, we're going to do this, you're going to slot in perfectly, right? Yeah. You're going to fit in great, right? So um, anyway, so I don't know, I don't know definitively um, what exactly is going on there. I just know that a lot of people – are making a lot of, or jumping to a lot of conclusions because two guys left, uh, and I don't. There, yeah, the the boards have been out of control with with speculation. Uh, people definitively saying he's going here, he's going there, and what doesn't help. You got to admit this: Mark Perry just randomly tweets, "Big news coming soon," like with an exclamation point, and then you know, basically, <laughs> that doesn't help. I mean, we, that could mean anything. That could mean absolutely anything. Maybe right. It could mean anything. I like, but it's another thing. Like, it's another drop in the bucket. Cortez bu- leaving. Reyes leaving. Mark Perry tweets. You, you can understand that, how that people necessarily spell changes. And but there's been a lot of speculation. Perry to freestyle. You know that really. You know, yeah, that has come up a couple times. To, you know, you got Navajkov, and you have guys having success out of that. Oh, you got two Illinois guys that moved out of there to go wrestle at Michigan too with Futrell and Kennedy. So I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, maybe they just have better support there or whatever. But I, yeah, I, I mean, I if you're, if he's, if it's this big freestyle thing, you don't think someone as good as Jimmy Kennedy and BJ Futrell would leave there, right? Yeah. Hey, look, at the end of the day, I mean, there could be a press release tomorrow that Mark Perry is moving on to somewhere, right? And I could be wrong. I'm just saying from the information that we have, from what's out there, I don't make that leap as quickly as other people are making it. I actually have heard to the point that Perry and Cortez and Reyes were super tight. Like they were, they were uh, not the, I'm not gonna say his guys, but like that, that was a close relationship. That could be completely wrong. Just something I heard. So that would also fly in the face of, oh, something's going on here. Uh, at Illinois, so we we don't really know, um, but hey, apparently big news is coming soon. We we reached out to Mark for like, hey, clarification, what's going on, and we didn't get anything back. So we're kind of we're waiting around like you guys for whatever the news is that is big to drop. Um, I guess we'll 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 find out at some point. Um, so yeah, that's Illinois. Um, Willie, let's go. Uh, you're you're flying to Bosnia tomorrow. Um, yeah, tomorrow. Let's, let's, Can you come? I got I got to get my laundry done. I have nothing packed. Everything's still dirty from Brazil. Oh my gosh. Uh, so you yeah. didn't wash your yeah. you didn't wash as soon your as I leave in the in the river of Brazil <laughs> or in the ocean. As soon as I leave here, that's what I'm doing: laundry and packing. Laundry. Um, yeah, I would recommend that. Are you? Um, let you know what Willie. We, we care about you. How you are do? you doing? Are you holding up? Are you going to be able to handle the risk? Because here's what's in front of Willie Saylor, you guys. Because he's a he's a pro. He's a grinder. He's not going to complain. But he's basically 
goes to Brazil, home for four days, goes to Bosnia, home for four days, I think. Then he goes to Vegas for a week for, for the World Championships. Now, I'm not saying, oh, feel sorry for Willie Saylor because he's going to the Cadet Junior and Senior World Champions. But at the same time, like we said on the last show, we're humans, okay? So I want to check in. Willie, are you holding up? Are you intimidated by what's before you? <laughs> I know that there's going to be a point in Boston where I'm like, man, that would be nice to have my own bed and, like, have American food. But, I mean, it's it's a – I don't like getting there. Like, 10-hour plane rides are not great. Um, but, like, you know, I, I can't complain, dude. This is – this is it's fun. It's really fun. It's you know the wrestling is great. It's the greatest in the world. Um, you know people go, people make circle the calendar on a date for Super Thirty Two. We're going to Super Thirty Two, man. It's going to be awesome. It's great wrestling. We're going to Southern Scuffle. You know it's going to be great. Like, and it is. It's awesome. It's really awesome. But and they make vacations out of it, and they they schedule hotel rooms and book flights and pack up the car and they take the kids and they go to Southern Scuffle or Super 32 to watch as fans. And man, they don't do that for junior worlds. They don't, they don't do that for the world championships. Even. Well, I mean the Southern I, scuffles in Tennessee and junior worlds are in, you know, I know what I, what I, what I'm saying is if you want an experience, yeah. I mean, being, being Budapest in 2013, being, uh, don't go to Uzbekistan ever. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, maybe in 2017, Worlds are in... Um, they're in Paris. They're in Paris. Wee oui, wee. Oui. I, mean, I mean, go, right? Like, like you'll, you'll spend money, you'll travel to go see Ironman, um, to go see the Big Ten Championships. Take, that, take some money. I mean, if, I'm not saying skip one, but I'm saying also... Also, playing to go to a world championships, it is amazing. The level of wrestling is amazing. Yeah, this will be my first one when I go to Vegas, so obviously fired up about that. We're sending a, a pretty tough squad of freestylers. Um, I was out with them. They all look good. They have a, uh, you know, a lot of team chemistry. They're, you know, at the end of the day, they're, they're still kids, even though um, they're high, high-level athletes. So, um, but how's they, my boy? How's my... How's my how's, How's Yanni D and Dayton Fish? How are they doing? They look great. They look, Yanni, Yanni's ridiculous. Um, they actually went live a little bit. That was good. I think, um, obviously Dayton, it, he's the probably he's the big chip. We've got him and maybe Gable uh, for that weight. Yanni, in a folk style world, it, it's one thing, but Yanni, I think would even acknowledge he's got some, uh, still has some freestyle adjustments to make. But man, I tell you, that kid can get the legs. That kid has great body awareness. If he can avoid the the big kind of scramble happy mistake, uh, I think he's gonna be dangerous. I mean, he was he was legitimately getting in on Reese's legs. Now, how much does Reese have his guard up? Does he want to test his like? I mean, I don't know. But he he looked good. He looked good. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, you saw you know you saw Yanni get out freestyled in Fargo two years ago to Dylan Duncan. I mean. And and then you saw him in Akron definitely definitely made some adjustments uh, to the freestyle game, um, and so you know I like his arc I like his trajectory. Yeah, I do too. I I just sometimes you decide with talent and talent figures things out and 
He's got good coaches in his corner that are going to spot the mistakes, correct them. Um, so, yeah, I feel good about all the guys for clearing Berge, Heinzelman, um, Webster. Uh, you know, it's a lot of really good kids. The world is really tough, but I think it's going to be good. And we're going to have all the Team USA matches, freestyle, women's freestyle, and Greco. Uh, kind of same deal as Brazil. So you're going to be able to watch those. So um, be, be excited about that. We're excited that Willie's going. And, uh, Willie, we've come up on an hour, so is there anything else you want to get out there before you leave the country again? No. Uh, follow Cadet World. It's going to be really, really awesome. Um, and I think we, we have a lot of gold. Uh, we, we have a lot of medal contenders. I really believe that. Um, so follow them. We'll have all the results and the matches, U.S. matches on on flow, and then and then um, then we get ready for Vegas. Yeah, baby, it won't be long. So with that, we just want to thank you again for for tuning in and listening for this uh, kind of back to back episodes. Though you you'll get them on two separate days. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and we will um, Lord willing, Willie gets back home safe and sound. We'll roll a couple of these out um, before the World Championships. Then we'll go to Vegas. And uh, Lord knows what's going to happen to us, Willie, but we're going to try to do it then, hopefully, as well. So hopefully we'll get back to a regular schedule. Um, But you know what? Willie's making things happen, traveling around the country. So we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in.